0: This is live from Los Angeles, welcome to the Dr. Aaron Show. We're all about manifestation, transformation, and breakthroughs. It's time to claim your birthright of prosperity, vitality, and love. So grab your tea or coffee because together, we're awakening the world. May you live your truth. Are you somebody that desires to be a multimillionaire and make massive impact on this planet and totally chill in the process. Well, if you do, you definitely want to listen to this podcast. Welcome to the Dr. Aaron podcast. We come together to know the truth, live on spiritual principle and align with universal law. We truly believe that when somebody awakens, they have a gift and message to bring to the world. And together we're awakening the world. This is Dr. Aaron, Dr. Divinity, teaching and training soul entrepreneurs, spiritually-based coaches, Spiritual practitioners, ministers, and doctors of divinity. So, I am so incredibly excited for this interview to share this with you. Mark Allen, Mark Allen is the co founder of New World Library. You definitely have been touched by this man. They are the publishers of The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. He literally has. Brought so many incredible books to the world, everything from Mother Teresa and Eckhart Tolle, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, Joseph Campbell, Alan Watts, Gay Hendricks, so many profound authors. This man is so amazing. This interview touched my life like you cannot believe. It blew my mind, actually because as you if you'll listen in this this conversation this interview mark is somebody who truly has embodied being able to become a multimillionaire make major impact and totally as he says in his words be lazy and he's far from lazy but he really has designed his life in a way and so i was really blown away by the consciousness of this man very different and so refreshing for our industry, and for entrepreneurs at large. Mark also is an internationally renowned author himself. He also produces incredible music and has just done so much different things in his life. He has a label called Watercourse Media, and um, his last book was called The Magical Path, and he has so many other books he's put out. So stay tuned. Uh, I would really invite you to relax and listen and feel into this man's consciousness and feel into the new possibility of really being able to not only become a multimillionaire, not only be able to make massive impact from a soul based perspective, but also really, really take care of yourself and enjoy life and design it how you want to. Okay. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the interview. Okay. So I am totally honored to be here with Mark Allen because, Mark, for me, you're like, you're like the legit of legit of the industry, being someone who is in the new thought movement and whatever, you're kind of like one of the OGs. Uh, so I'm just really happy to vibe with you. And I just want to say, I'm just, thank you for taking your time to be here.
1: Oh, that's nice. One of the OGs. That's one of the nicest things someone has ever said.
0: <laughs> Do you know what that means?
1: Yes. Old gangster.
0: <laughs> the original gangster.
1: Oh, original case. <laughs> yeah. well, I have a funny little story about that. I was I was wandering around San Francisco at 2 a.m. a while ago. Mm-hmm. And this young black guy came up to me and he said, Oh, gee, I have a question for you. And so I thought, you know, that was really nice. And he said, I said what? He said, uh, I've got two girlfriends right now, and I kind of need to decide between one or the other, which one should I choose? <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a second, I said, well, which one would you rather take home to your mother? And he said,
0: yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That (laughs) sounds like a magical path, which is really the intention today. Okay. So I want to hear, first, I do really want to hear about your story, because I know a lot of people know your story, but someone might be tuning in today and and might not know about your amazing platform and all your incredible authors that you've worked with over the years. But I want to hear your own personal story. I want you to take us back to 1977, the moment that the magical path of New World Library came about.
1: Yes. Uh, My 30th birthday changed my life the day I turned 30. I had no money. I had no family support. I had no job. I I don't think I had a bank account. I had a little slum apartment in Oakland, California, in a funky neighborhood with bars on the windows and stuff, busy street, and and I turned 30. Somehow, it was cool in my 20s to be a poverty case, artist, spiritual seeker, but the day I turned 30, this voice said, you're 30. You're not a kid anymore. And... Some friends wanted a party. I said, no, no, I, I got to be alone. I got to be alone. I spent most of the day pacing up and down. And looking back, that day changed my life. Mm. Because I looked back over my 20s and realized everything I touched had fallen apart. I had the opposite of the Midas touch. <laughs> everything I touched fell apart. I had one key early on. I knew it was important to do what I loved. My dad wanted me to go into business. No, I. That's the last thing I, I wanted to be an actor and a musician and a spiritual seeker, which is what I was through my twenties. But everything fell apart. I was in a theater company that fell apart. I got another into another one that fell apart too. I got a band together that fell apart. I did a back to land experiment that was a disaster. Oh, wow. I uh, I spent almost six months at a Zen center, but got kicked out for breaking <laughs> the food. I love that. And, yeah, right. And there was a bunch of other things that just did not happen and left me turning 30 with uh zero assets and and I, and and no vision, no dream of the future. Wow. I was just living day-to-day, scrounging, a word we used all the time, to come up with a <laughs> word. That was and that somehow that was okay in my twenties because I still felt like a teenager in my twenties. I've always felt young.
0: Okay. You have a young spirit, for sure, very playful. I, I do, I very do. I, yeah,
1: and I, so, what, it...
0: so take us to your actual birthday. Was it at the night or the day? When did the moment happen?
1: It was during the day, pacing up and down. And I remember then a little game we played during my disastrous back-to-the-land experiment when I was like 22. And uh, uh, we were sitting around a fire one night and uh, this couple said, "Let's play a game we play at church camp. Let's just imagine five years have passed and everything had gone as well as you can possibly imagine. What would your life look like? What's your ideal scene? What's your dream?" And we all went around the fire and everybody spoke. And I've I look back on it. I don't remember a word of what I said at all. So it obviously had no impact in my life whatsoever. But the day I turned thirty, I said okay, this is a good idea to do this game, this little simple game. What
0: That's did you call the game again?
1: The Ideal Scene. The
0: ideal project. Scene. Okay, good. I love to call it the Magic Wand, too. It's a little fun,
1: oh, the ones, Magic right? Wand, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Ideal yes.
0: Scene, Magic Wand, same the thing. Magic yes.
1: Wand is good. Shh. You get a, ma- a magician's toolkit is another way. It. <laughs> yes. And so I literally took a sheet of paper. I wrote Ideal Scene at the top and said, okay, five years have passed, I'm 35, my God. This middle uh, age. the
0: hill. <laughs>
1: 35 was so old. Okay, I'm 35. What's my ideal? And I dared to write it down, even though with the first sentence, doubts and fears just came rushing in and say oh, that's impossible. But what I wrote down amazed me. It was, I have a successful publishing company mm. that cruises along, and I, I don't work too hard at it or anything. Mm. And, and I write books, and I record all my music, and I get into real estate. And doubts and fears were just overwhelming me. But I continue. And I then I made my great contribution to humanity. Because when I really looked at my ideal, I said, Oh, and I want to continue to be as lazy as I am. I, I really want to be lazy. I like musicians hours. You never do a thing till one in the afternoon. Never, Mm you know, you don't start. And I've never been a morning person at
0: all. Which is, this is all true. Because when I booked you in for the podcast, it was like, well, he doesn't work on Mondays and he doesn't work in the morning. So I was like, I like him even more. Let's do this thing.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, I don't do Mondays. I don't do mornings. And, And so of course, I mean, I wrote my ideal scene down and I included that. I said, I'm lazy. That's my ideal. I just work when I feel like it. Mm -hmm. Even so, I'll start one, two in the afternoon. Sometimes by three, three thirty, I'll I'll want to lay down, take a nap, or meditate. Take
0: us back there. You're writing it. You're actually physically writing it down.
1: Physically writing it down. Okay. Sheet of paper. Put ideal scene. I have a successful publishing company. I write books. I've recorded my music. I'm into real estate I own a beautiful white house on a hill in Marin County California which is my which was my dream the first time I went through it it's just north of California over the Golden Gate Bridge mm-hmm. and it's one of the most it's 75 percent undeveloped it's one of the most beautiful places in the world mountains going down to the ocean it's mm-hmm. I drove through there the first time I came out to California I said I want to live here someday but I ended up in a little funky, funky place in Oakland, and not a nice part of Oakland. Oakland in the hills has nice parts. Oakland down in the flats is funky. And that's where I was. But I wrote it all down and added, you know, and I'm lazy. I work when I feel like it. I sleep as late as I want, which I still do to this day. Mm -hmm. And then get started in the afternoon. My doubts and fears just overwhelm me. And I've I realized looking back, yes, my life changed that day. And I finally realized it's so simple. There's just two things, two things I needed to do. One, dare to dream, to dream that ideal and even make a plan for each one of my dreams. I Then I made a one-page plan for, okay, how do I start a publishing company? I had no idea, but I made a plan. Then writing books, I made a plan doing my music, I made a plan, getting into real estate, I made a plan, one page plan on paper. So dare to dream and make a plan. And then the other essential thing is deal with all the doubts and fears that inevitably arise for all of us. Because I was overwhelmed with doubts. They said, impossible, Mark, impossible. You want to do these things and you want to do them in your own lazy way. It's never been done. You've got to work 50, 60 hours a day. My father had told me, so many people told me, if you start a business, you gotta work hard. Hard,
0: hard. Yes. So so flash forward, okay. Yes. Now you have obviously you personally are a profound author and composer and Mm -hmm. artist and and an incredible businessman. You've worked with the top of the top, everything from, you know, of course, we know the power of now, which is, you know, has touched everyone's lives. Okay. But was there? Is there one moment for yourself? Forget the names, forget whatever. Is there one moment that sticks out for you out of everything that was like a moment that really was something that you will always cherish in your heart? I'm sure there's so many, but is there one? Uh, Well,
1: I do. I remember the moment the day I turned 30 where I dealt with my doubts and fears because they were just overwhelming me saying, it's hopeless, it's impossible. (laughs) And I was literally pacing up and down. I remember my cat thought I'd gone crazy. I think I was talking out loud because I remember the conversations vividly. To this day, I remember every word. Mm You know, My doubts and fears said, Mark, you want to start a business, write books, get into music, get into real estate, way too much. Just pick one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be a jack of all trades master or none. Pick one thing. And I knew whatever I picked, they'd just start shooting down. Oh, yeah, you want to write books? You want to do them? Business, you know nothing about business. You've never taken a course in it. You're an idiot with math anyway. And you're yeah, I knew my doubts and whatever I picked, my doubts and fears would shoot down. And so I said, no, I want the whole thing. I want my ideal scene. I'm gonna go for it all and I'm gonna do it in my own lazy way. They said impossible. You can't you can't start a business and only work, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday afternoons. It doesn't work that way. And I said, well, look, let me try it. Let me experiment. I grabbed mm-hmm. onto the word experiment. I'd heard about Buckminster Fuller, a friend Love, of mine. Yes. Yeah. I never saw him, but my friend said he decided, Buckminster Fuller, when he was 20, mm-hmm. in his 20s, to either commit suicide or look at his life as this experiment. And fortunately, he chose that.
0: Fortunately,
1: I fortunately latched onto that word experiment and i said to my doubts and fears look let me try it purely as an experiment this is a good experiment to go for my dream in my own lazy way sleep as late as i want i've never been a morning person i sleep till 11 most days wow i like that it gives me the whole night free to do whatever so i i, I love sleeping till 11 and still do to this i said let me try i'm going to try this as an experiment and they said, impossible, it will not succeed. And I said, look, give me a year or two, give me a year or two to just, it's a worthwhile experiment. They said, it won't work. And I said, well, if it doesn't work, I won't be any worse off than I am now. I had no money, no job, nothing. So okay. even my
0: doubts and fears said, well, yeah, that's. That, that was the moment. That That's was the, the turning moment. moment. That's the turning that you turning moment. I love that. So when you were in that moment and you're like, you came up obviously with new, <laughs> new, world library. Oh,
1: new yes. world library, new
0: world library. And I'm curious to know new thought movement. Did it have to do with the movement that was Ernest Holmes and Phineas Quimby and of course, Christian, you know, mysticism and all that. Did, did it have to do with that when you came up with the, with the title?
1: I think that very much influenced. And in fact, the new thought churches as, uh, The unity churches were the first people that sold our books. The first thing when I got three books out with, uh, and I I was living with Shakti Gaway then, and and, uh, we announced creative, her book, Creative Visualization was coming soon. It took her two years to write the thing, but, um, but we had three little books out and two little albums, a little catalog and First, we pulled all our names of all our friends and family together, and there was 200 of them. We mailed it out. to, two, And I thought, oh, this is friends and family. We should get like 100 orders, I bet. We got zero. We got no <laughs> orders from friends and family. So that's how much support we got from friends and family. <laughs> then we, we were going to this Unity Church, and I saw, oh, they have a bookstore. And they even had a little booklet with every unity church in the country in it with their addresses. And we sent out our little catalog to all these unity churches and they started ordering.
0: Wow. They
1: started so that was that. our they were our first customer.
0: That's amazing. All the unity churches and science of mind and divine yes. science is all part of the new thought movement, which obviously is my heart because I love and so you know, just mm-hmm. I'm just really proud of all the work that you bring to the world. And what would you say I want to hear now? You've done so many profound things, but now your latest project is the magical path. So mm-hmm. I want to have you take us through, me through, what is the magical path?
1: Mm-hmm. It, it started with I, I, me looking back at how I went from poverty to being a multimillionaire and how I went from real anxiety in my 20s. I had a lot of anxiety Mm-hmm. to a, a pretty good level of inner peace. And, and I said, what did I do? And I realized it's, it was a, a bunch of simple little things, simple little things, like just writing my ideal scene. That was huge. Then in my early 20s, when I was in horrible health after I left college, I found a little book called The Art of True Healing by Israel Rigardi. And it had this middle pillar meditation, they call it. You meditated and sent healing energy through your body from head to toe and visualized totally healing. And I did that and I I was healed. I was healed. The first time I did that, uh, I won't go into how I was really ill after leaving college. I had... For two years been doing a lot of crystal methadrine. it was horrible for my health and I the first time I found that little book and did that meditation, I felt healed. I got up after sitting for maybe forty minutes doing this healing meditation. I felt twenty pounds lighter and I felt cleansed it was, it had amazing effects in me so I Included that. I included everything I'd done. The entire book, The Heart of True Healing, is in Chapter 4 of The Magical Path. Because it's such a short little book. The whole book is there. Oh, God. You you get two books for the price of one.
0: (laughs) I love that. So good. Uh Uh-huh.
1: And I look back on all the other things I'd done. At first, I thought it'd be a pretty short book. Because it didn't seem like I'd done that much over the years. But as I wrote, I kept adding to it and adding to it. Oh, yeah, I did that. I did that. So I end, it ended up being like this vast buffet of all these things mm. to try, just try with an open mind. And I, I, I look back on it. I don't know which one of those things worked. Mm-hmm. Did prayers to the goddess Yema Ja, who's right behind me. <laughs> yes. Did, did that work for abundance? Maybe something brought me abundance. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. But I include all these things and just say, take your pick with an open mind. I often say there was there's nothing to believe. Mm-hmm. And, and I never had to make a leap of faith or try. I just tried with an open mind. Mm-hmm. I just, oh, okay, I'll try this middle pillar meditation. I'll try imagining healing. Oh, it feels awfully good. Mm-hmm. That's one of the few things I've continued to do over the years almost every day of my life.
0: You know what's interesting is working with a array of people, and I find that people who have dealt with addiction sometimes are the most powerful manifestors because they can direct the energy towards chaos intensely, mm-hmm. just like they can direct the energy towards you know harmony and building amazing things. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine you learned so much out of of all of that.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm sort of, I'm amazed by the magical path, I must say, and it's the number of things in it, I, I kept waking up at 3am thinking, Oh, yeah, I also did that, that that might have had an effect, who knows. And I, and the book just kept growing and growing and growing.
0: So do you think you could take me through a little something right now? Oh,
1: sure. Like, Let's, like, a whatever, little...
0: whatever's sure. your favorite.
1: My favorite is the middle pillar meditation. My favorite is I often start uh, any talk or seminar I do with, it's just a real simple little breath, mm-hmm. three breath. I call it the three breath entry in the book. And since Eckhart's come along now, I even call it the three breath portal. He talks about all these portals mm-hmm. into the, the space that is the space of magical creation. You can look. So we can just do that in in... Okay, In great. two minutes, just mm-hmm. uh, just relax. I'll loosen my belt here. And uh, just take a deep breath. And imagine at the top of your head that a vibrant energy at the crown of your head. Take a deep breath, and then as you exhale, just imagine that vibrant energy just slowly going down through your whole body, through your head, brain, through your neck and shoulders, releasing, relaxing through your heart, lungs, letting go of everything through your stomach, letting go of all tension, everything, just let go, let go. Take another deep breath and do it again. Just slowly let it go through your body, releasing, relaxing, healing every cell of your body. And then one more time, start at the top and then let every thought go, let everything go, all tension, all stress. And then we realize we're sitting in this vibrant space of vibrant light. And that space in front of our inner eye, is that is the field of magical creation. The things we imagine in this field are just as vivid to our subconscious as so-called reality, three-dimensional reality. And there we can just imagine our ideal life you can imagine five years have passed and we're living our ideal scene. And we can just look at us waking up in our beautiful home, whatever we wish, and then doing our dream work. And we can just imagine a day in which we just love and serve ourselves and love and serve everyone else. And that's it. Mm.
0: It's so, it's so, so blissful. It's so magical. What would your definition of magical mean?
1: Mm. It's creating something out of nothing. And I do think that kind of exercise, I really believe just through my experience, what you picture in your subconscious mind is just as valuable as what you see in the world. And in fact, I really believe one minute of effective inner visualization of what you dream can be way more powerful than two hours of some reading something or hearing a great speaker. Or one minute of a clear visualization is something you don't forget. Your subconscious mind does not forget it.
0: I completely concur. I was in a terrible rollover uh, accident going 60 miles per hour with my someone who's a year old. Oh and I God. I herniated my back really bad. I couldn't walk for two weeks at a time and through breath work and through intentional healing healed it all. No more pain at all. I truly believe in all of it. And Mark, I think that you're such a, you're such, I just think that you're so cool. Cause I do think that so many people might be in your position, but they'd be hustling and they'd be all that. And so I think you you may be my new kind of icon I'm going to look to, because I tend to work a little harder than probably my ideal scene. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to think of you when I'm calling in that, you know, part of myself to just chill out and remember that we get to create our ideal scene for sure.
1: Yes, that is great. I love to hear that. Because I've found in a lot of people now are, have, uh, I love it when they get a hold of me and say, you changed my life. I'm taking it easy now. And, and we all discover when you do take it easy, when you really relax, when you feel like it, then you have great energy at times. I, I, by Tuesday afternoon, because I've always had my, my Sunday is always just family day. My Monday is my day to myself. Mm. I I have no plans on Monday. I just take Mondays to do whatever I feel like in the moment.
0: Mm.
1: And sometimes I'll take two naps, sometimes three. And some of my naps are meditations. I I do my meditations flat on my back in the, yes. my favorite yoga posture, the corpse posture.
0: <laughs> I love that one.
1: Half the time I fall asleep. But <laughs> half, the time, half the time I'm running energy. I'm healing, 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 mm-hmm. doing what we just did.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I know that's powerful and effective.
0: I love it so much. Well, you are such a... Such a gift, where obviously people can find you at the regular website. You do have a separate website that I don't know if everyone knows about. You want to tell them about that one? Um uh, Marcallanteachings.com. Is that the best place?
1: Uh you, let's see. I think uh, markylen.com will get you there. And I do have several Facebook pages. I have a uh Success with Ease Facebook page that's okay, but really it's just free and we just We chat about success with ease. And then I have a Magical Path uh, ongoing course on Facebook and occasionally do uh, different live events and different online events uh, on the Magical Path.
0: I'm curious to know because most people I work with also is when we get so in tune with divine and we get so in tune with this, we have special gifts that come out. Some people, you know, have vision, some people hear things, some people know things. What is your kind of, what is your, what would you consider your divine gift?
1: Oh, I do. Uh, one thing is telling people that I think everyone is a creative genius in their sure. own unique way.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh,
1: everyone we're also totally clueless in some areas and that's what you know makes life so interesting that we could be such geniuses in some areas and so clueless in other areas Mm -hmm. and that's why relationships are our best teachers in life and all that but i don't know it's certainly one of my gifts is telling the world it took me years to realize this but uh my experiment in laziness worked and you can be successful and lazy you can take it easy you don't we have such a type a workaholic culture Mm -hmm. starting in first grade in school where they take all these energetic little kids and sit them down in a chair for six hours and say you need to learn this kid that's that's terrible Mm -hmm. it's a terrible indoctrination and brainwashing in a way School should be, sure, you have to teach kids reading, writing, you know part of the time. Yeah, fine. But at least half the time, school should be the teachers saying to the kids, I know every one of you is creative and wonderful. What do you want to do? How can I support you in doing it? Whatever you want to do. You want to do art, you want to do math, you wanna, you wanna take have an adventure somewhere, you have what do you want to do? And just support the kids in doing what they love to do. And they can find amazing, you know, their, their creative genius will flourish in in whatever
0: area it is. Wow. I mean, this is, I think this is probably your next book. I (laughs) mean, seriously, because I know personally being in, you know, the self-development world and spiritual world and the coaching world and all that, that I would say burnout is a big, a big deal. It's a big deal. And yeah. I think you might have something here, Mark. You might want to write a book or something about this. <laughs> just kidding, but that you know is, what I mean.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm definitely spreading the word every every
0: day. <laughs> uh, you are, you're just so good. Okay, good. Well, I'm going to, again, keep you in my consciousness and remember you as my icon for chilling out and just enjoying uh-huh. the journey a little bit more. Thank yeah. you so much for everything. Yeah. Thank just you. Just adore so you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Ryan, Mark Allen, across thank the board, for sure. Check out all of his personal work and music and art. We adore you. Thank you so much, Mark.
1: Uh, thank you for all the great work you're doing here, and I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for tuning into the Dr. Aaron podcast. If you've had a spiritual calling or desire to get certified as a spiritual coach or a world-renowned spiritual leader, go to newthoughtglobal.com. If you've received value from this show, I would love it if you share it with a friend and give it a five-star review. Also, we have spiritual practitioners that are trained to deliver the E4 trauma method and assist you in birthing your truth. So let's be friends on social media. Again, my handle is drararon.tv. Across all social media. Have a beautiful day and may you live your truth.